dear friends of ours that are, uh, are, are visiting us tonight. When Jack and I first moved to Memphis almost 10 years ago, it'll be 10 years ago in February, uh, one couple we met that have become dear friends of ours are Jamie, uh, Amy and Jared Wooten. I, I, did, I did your couple name, Jamie. Uh, Jared and Amy Wooten have been dear, dear friends of ours. I mean, they love Jesus like crazy. They are Jesus people through and through. They love the Lord. Um, you know, any of you guys that have sat in one-on-one with Jackie and I and, and talked about uh, someone that you're interested in dating, there's a question we ask you, uh, a very simple question. Do they, do they love Jesus more than normal? Right? That's an important question. Jared and Amy love Jesus more than normal. Right? They really, really love the Lord. They're sold out uh, for them. been dear friends to us. Um, Amy, Amy also a brilliant communicator. I mean, she spoke at, uh, we go to church together. She spoke at our church back in May, and I asked her, uh, a little bit later in the summer, and I want you to come and come and speak to our students. And I, I think they would really be blessed and encouraged by that. So, without any further ado, this is a- Amy Woman. Would you guys greet her? Uh, Hello, Chi Alpha. I am so excited to be here. I um, so let me tell you a little bit about myself, and then I'm gonna get into the message today. But. So my name is Amy. I brought my husband, uh, Jared. That is our couple name, Jamie. So we, we answer to that. Um, but I brought my husband, and I brought a picture of my four kids for the two people in here that care. Um, out of everybody here, only two of you. So these are our kids. We have four kids. There are people that still have four kids, and we are one of them. So um, I am 35 years old, and when I was thinking about that, I was like, 35 runs to 40, so I'm practically like an old 40-year-old woman. So I texted uh, my niece and my nephew, who I'm super close to. They're 20 and 22. I told them, I was like, I'm coming to Chi Alpha. I'm coming to speak. I don't know how to, like, speak the cool words that y'all say. Like, I don't know what's cool. So they sent me a text, and they told me some of the stuff that is cool. Now, they live in Dallas. (laughs) Dallas is different than Memphis, right? Okay, so I want y'all to tell me, are these cool words here? (laughs) Like, is this something that I should try to weave into this message, or would I just be a poser if I did that? So here's what they said. Um, first of all, they said, that's tough. Do y'all say that? Okay, okay, but hold on. Here's what they said. It could mean that sucks, or that's really cool. I don't, I don't even understand, what, I don't even understand that. And it's spelled P-U-F-F. That's, so that's the thing? Okay. I don't know how I can work that in here. And I'm like, why does it mean com- the completely opposite? But anyway, that's tough. Okay. Um, the next one is, they said, in my bag. Do y'all say that? So I'm like, she said, if you are in your feelings or if you're sad, you say, I'm in my bag. Is that a, that's a thing? Oh, so that's, she, okay, that's not how it is. But it is a phrase, that's just not what it means. Okay, well, I hope it's nothing bad. No, that's not what it is. Um, okay, uh, the last one, she said, every, she goes, just say, that's mad. Like, that's mad funny, that's mad stupid, that's mad dumb. Okay, that's not here? Okay, that's, that's the only one I was going to say. I was like, I'm mad excited to be here, but now y'all are telling me that's not, that's not one of the things from here. So, well, I tried. So, um, so my husband and I, we have four kids, and we, so I'm a, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I homeschool three of them. Like, I'm out of my mind. I stay home with them and homeschool them, but we love it. Uh, something else uh, about us right now in this season is we are building a house, okay? And we are about to move into our house, 
and we are so excited. It's been such a process, but when you're building a house, it's just like it's in your brain all the time, and you're thinking about it, and this message came out of what we are kind of walking through right now, but every single person in this room, every person that you know, every person who's ever lived, every person who will ever live is building a house. Every single one of us is building a house. Now, the question is, how are we doing? And here's what I mean by building a house. You're building a life. Every single one of us is building a life. The, the most famous sermon of all time was the Sermon on the Mount preached by Jesus. And they called it the Sermon on the Mount because he preached the Sermon on a Mountain. So that's real clever. Um, but Jesus, he finished the whole sermon. You would find it in your Bible in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And he finishes the whole sermon with a passage about building. Because look at me. God is in the construction business. Like God wants to build you up. And if you have any inclination that God is in the demolition business, like he's just trying to tear you down, to find you messing up, to squash you. If you think that's who God is, you have a distorted view of who our God is. God is in the construction business. So here is Jesus' closer, his grand finale in Matthew 7, 24 through 27. It says, anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Remember, every one of us is building a house. Though the rains come in torrents and the floodwaters rise and winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on the bedrock. But anybody who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So my first question for you tonight is rock or sand? Rock or sand? So let's go back to this passage, and we're going to be Bible students for just a second. There's four components we're going to look at. First of all, in this passage, we have a house. Everybody is building a house. Everybody is building a life. Okay? The second component is we have two locations where you can build your house. That's it. You don't get to pick Midtown, Downtown, East Memphis, Cordova, Harbortown. Like, you don't get to pick that. There's two places. And you can choose to build your life on the solid rock, which is Jesus Christ, or you can build your life on the sand, which is anything other than Jesus. Anything. Any religion, ideology, anything. Just the, just the world, just not even really anything. That's the sand. The next thing is we have the weather that represents the problems and the pain and the sin of this world. Now listen to me. If you are a believer, if you are a Christian, don't think that it's just Skittles and rainbows all the time. Like we face problems. We, pay, we face pain and temptation. In this passage, there's two houses. Both of them have the weather, the, the rain, and the winds. Both of them experience the weather. And the final thing is the outcome. So Jesus doesn't say, if you build your life on the rock, it might make it. No, it's like it is firm. It is set in stone. If you build your life on Jesus, you will stand firm. And I'm here tonight to tell you, if you build your life on Jesus, your life will stand firm till the end. I promise. But if you build your life on the sand, Jesus also says it will collapse. Like it is done. It is, it, the outcome is final. 
if you choose to build your life on the sand. So what do we know of things that we build on sand? Sandcastles, thank you. So look at this sandcastle that I um, brought for y'all today. Now, if I could build, or not build, but if I could like design a sandcastle like that, tonight I wouldn't be speaking. I would just have piled a bunch of sand and just been like, everybody watch me build the sandcastle because look how good I am. Like, is that not amazing? Like, truly amazing. And if you go, I mean, you can find many beautiful sandcastles on Google Images, but um, don't waste your time right now. But that's really impressive. So much time and detail and so much skill goes into building or crafting that sandcastle. But every sandcastle that has ever been built, including this one up here, it's gone. Like every single one of them. The wind uh, has blown it over, the tide came in, the dude on the beach came and kicked it, and it's gone. Like every sandcastle is gone. The only thing the artist has to remember it by is a picture or a plastic trophy if he was in a competition. Sandcastles. The enemy right now is screaming at every single one of us in this room to build big, beautiful, elaborate sandcastles. Like that's the house that he's wanting us to build. These beautiful, big, elaborate sandcastles. What do I mean by that? that? That your life is all about you. It's all about you and your education and accumulation and money and stuff and my pleasures and I want this and I want this. That's, those are sandcastles. Because if it's not built on Jesus Christ, it is absolutely meaningless. Absolutely meaningless. So today, where are you building your life? On the rock of Jesus Christ? or on the sand, which is anything other than him. In the book of Proverbs, uh, Solomon, who was a king, he was the wisest man to ever live. He wrote this passage in the Old Testament, and he said, when the storms of life come, and they will. So I already told you I'm 35, rounded to 40. I'm an old woman. I have faced some hard times. And I don't say that to scare you. It's just part of life. You've probably already faced your fair share of hard seasons in your life. So when the storms of life come, and they will, the wicked are whirled away, but the godly have a lasting foundation. Like we will stand firm when Jesus Christ is the Lord of our life. Our life needs to be built on Jesus, on his word, his principles, and his truth. So this is something my dad taught me, and I want to teach it to you today. It is the person of Jesus Christ who gives us salvation. And y'all are going to have pizza and theology on Friday. Pizza is my favorite. I love theology. That's the best combo I've ever heard of, pizza and theology. Y'all are going to learn about salvation. I love that. So it is the person of Jesus Christ who brings us salvation. It is the principles of Jesus that bring us success. And it's the principles of God's word that give us success. So when my husband and I were... Um, they were laying the foundation of our house. We were so excited because we had been waiting forever for that cement truck to roll up and pour some cement. Please just pour the cement. I'll pour the cement. Somebody pour the cement because it's just been, it's taken forever. And so they poured the cement and we went out the first time and we walked on it. And we were so excited because we were just like, here's where the front door is going to be. Here is where the living room is going to be, whatever. This is where we are going to live. Why were we so excited? Because the foundation is paramount into prepare for what is to come. 
Like, you don't just leave a foundation as is, right? So we didn't say, hey, kids, everybody get your sleeping bag and your favorite stuffed animal and a suitcase. Find your favorite spot on the slab. We're home. Like, we didn't say that. You, you pour the foundation, but then you build up. So it is the person of Jesus Christ who gives us salvation. That's the foundation. It is the principles of Jesus Christ. It is the principles of Jesus Christ that help us build up. The principles of Jesus Christ where we find in the word of God what he is calling us to do, how he's calling us to live. If you were to go to ancient Greece, I didn't know y'all were going to Egypt, but it's literally in my notes to say Egypt. How cool. So everybody go to Egypt. If you were to go to ancient Greece or Egypt or Italy or anywhere where there's ancient buildings and you take a tour, every building you walk through that's 1,000, 2,000 years old, it's going to be made of some sort of stone. You're not going to find a building made of wood because that rots. You're not going to find a building made like a mud hut from 2,000 years ago. It's going to be made of stone. Why? Because stone stands firm. So I'm asking you, Chi Alpha, are you building your life in granite? Are you building your life up on the principles of God's word in granite? Here's what it means to build our life in granite. Investing in the eternal, not just the temporary. We can be so blinded to just focus on right now. Right now, just what, what I'm going through, what, what do I need, what do I want. Again, sandcastles, all about me. Are we investing in the eternal, the things that God wants us to do, the people that God wants us to reach, the impact that God wants you to make on this campus? Building our life in granite means prioritizing Jesus above everything else, like everything else. Nothing is more important than Jesus. Nothing. Build your life in granite. And then finally, building your life in granite is letting the Bible dictate your lifestyle. And you may look at that and you may read that and you're like, that girl is lame. Like, let the Bible dictate your lifestyle. Really? Like, I, I'll, I'll come to Chi Alpha and I'll, I'll, I'll say I love Jesus, but let the Bible, like, dictate how I live. Well, I had a season in my life when I was late high school and in college that I didn't let the Bible dictate my life. And I can tell you, as a personal testimony standing here, there is no greater joy and I, I have no more fun than when I am in God's word and living for him. I'm telling you, it is a blast. That's probably an old lady word. I don't know what word to say. What do I say? It's lit. It is lit to, to let the Lord and the word of God dictate my life. I'm telling y'all. It is worth it. So rock or sand, where are you building your life? Where are you building your life? My next question is, does your life, does your house have character? So does anybody watch any HG, HGTV shows? Anybody? Okay, with your granny. Okay, so again, that, those are my people. Um, okay, when, when you walk into a house, you walk into a dorm room, an apartment, anything. You walk into a restaurant. It's the cool thing that they have hanging from the ceiling or the tile floors or whatever. Whatever you walk in, you're like, this room is really cool. That's the character of a house. So character takes work. So we're building a house. Like, you have to pick out all these random things. Did you know there's actual thing, like, you have to pick out the brick texture? 
I'm like, I don't care what the brick texture is. Just put the brick on the house. I don't care. Just pick it. And then we're going to pick paint, and there's like 4,962 shades of white. I'm like, why are, that th why are there that many colors to pick from? Same for any other color. Like, it's just like, why, why are y'all making it so difficult? But character takes work. Spiritual character, that is a whole nother level. That is a whole nother level. God wants to build inside of every single person in this room, including me, strong spiritual character. Like a steel rod. Picture it like this. It's like a steel rod inside of you that does not bend, does not break, does not bow when your friends are trying to get you to do something or your professor is trying to teach you something or this world is trying to convince you of something. You say, I stand firm on the word of God. That is strong spiritual character that does not bend. It does not bend when the culture is shifting and pressing in, and it is. The enemy is trying any way possible, and he's gonna, he's gonna turn it and morph it into some beautiful, super cool, super loving, super whatever phrase to try to trick us. He's such a creeper, I hate him. <laughs> but he's gonna do whatever he can to trick us. And we've gotta have that strong steel rod inside of us that we will not bow. We will stand firm on the word of God, and we, more than ever before, we need to have real character, real character. So I have four kids, and we were at a friend's house one time. My husband wasn't there, so it was just me, and we were leaving, so we're in the driveway, and I was talking to my friends, and for some reason, my kids like to just rummage through other people's cars. Now, we, we know the people of whom they are rummaging through the cars, but we're just sitting there talking, and my five-year-old at the time, y'all would love her. She would like, she would, she's like an old, y'all would love her. Anyway, she like comes out of my friend's car holding this huge gun, and I was just like, oh my goodness, and I literally started to freak out. Here's the thing, when you become a parent one day, like you actually have to be responsible for your kid. Like if that was not my kid, I'd be like, my kid, let's go. Like, I'd be able to run, but because she's mine, now I gotta go on the SWAT team and try to disarm this five-year-old, which out of any of my kids, that would be the one that accidentally shoots somebody. Like, she'd be the one who accidentally pulled the trigger. And so, y'all, I was freaking out. I am, like, ducking and doing all this like this would stop a bullet. And she's waving it all around, and I finally get over to her, get the gun, point it at the sky, because I'm guessing that's I don't know, I'm not, I don't know anything about guns. And I get over to it and guess what? It's a toy. It was like totally a toy and everybody was laughing so hard. All the parents thought I was just like the funniest because I literally thought she's about to kill everybody and then I have to go to jail because she's five. And um, it was totally a toy. It was not real. But the world that we live in, they can tell the difference if we are living out real Christianity. They can see the fake from 10 miles away. And we more than ever need to be a people, Jesus people, who are real, that we have spiritual character inside of us. And I will tell you, and you probably already know this, it's not always easy. It is not always easy. It is not always easy to be a man or a woman of integrity. When you're in your dorm room, you're in your apartment, your house, and you say, you know what, I'm not gonna watch that. I'm not gonna do that, I'm not gonna take that. I'm not gonna participate in that, I'm not gonna think that. 
not always easy. It's not always easy when you're in a relationship and say, you know what, I'm not gonna do anything sexually with you because guess what, you're not my wife, you're not my husband. That's not always easy, y'all. It is not always easy to wake up or set aside time in your day to spend in God's word. That's not always easy. It's not always easy to guard the words that come out of our mouth or the gossip that we may want to say about somebody. It's not always easy to guard our entertainment. Y'all, there's some, so much junk on our phones and on the internet and on TV. It's not always easy to stop watching it. It's not always easy to stop scrolling on our phones a bunch of sandcastles. All we're looking at is just a bunch of sandcastles and it leaves us empty. It's not always easy. It's not always easy to handle our money right, to say, okay, this is how much I make or how much I have. I'm not gonna spend that much. I'm gonna put God first in my tithe and my offering. That's not always easy to put God first in our money. It's not always easy to put God first in who we're hanging out with. You're like, but those, those people are funny. They're cool, I like being with them. Y'all, the people that led me astray when I was in high school and college, it was, it was friends. Friends will make or break you. Who you choose, that's why I literally, again, I'll stop saying it after this, but I feel like a grandma. But I'm sitting over here like, I'm so proud of all these students. Like, I'm so proud of y'all for being here and for having all these activities and doing stuff together. I'm so proud of y'all. Come together, be discipled. This is your core group. This is how you build community. It's not always easy to do what is right, but Ty Alpha, listen to me, it is always worth it. It is always worth it. Every single hard choice you ever make for the glory of God will be worth it, I promise you. It is always worth it. In Philippians chapter one, yep, Philippians chapter one, 10 through 11, Paul, who was formerly Saul, he was like throwing Christians in prison he was persecuting them. He was, a, he was one of those guys that you'd say, he will never get saved. He will never find Jesus. And yet God got a hold of his life on the road to Damascus, a, a light from, from heaven, and Paul got drastically saved. He became one of the guys who was like literally the leader of the church. He wrote more of the New Testament than any other guy. He wrote this passage in prison. And the prison that he was in makes the prison that we have look like Buckingham Palace. Like he was in the pits of the pits of the pits. And even while he's in there, he's thinking about telling other people about Jesus. Encouraging people in the Lord. Like, I'm telling y'all, I have not even lived through that much of what he lived through. And I'm impressed with his, just his spirit and his encouragement. And here's what he said. For I want you to understand what really matters. And I think if I could sum up if I could sum up and just say one thing to you tonight, I came here tonight to tell you, I want you to understand what really matters. Like, that's it. I want you to understand what really matters. And it's one name, it's Jesus. That's what matters. It's all about Jesus. So Paul says, for I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation. Now look at this. The righteous character, there's that spiritual steel rod inside of us, who produces it? 
produced in your life by Jesus Christ. God is in the construction business. God wants to build you up. God wants to produce strong character in you. God is in the construction business. So are you in the construction business? Like, are you? God's in the construction business wanting to build your life. Are you in the construction business? Is your life today built on the rock of Jesus Christ? That's, that's numero uno. Let's figure that out. Is my life built on the rock of Jesus Christ? By the power of the Holy Spirit, are you building up in granite? Remember, Jesus is the one who gives us salvation. His principles, his word, is what we build up our life in. You don't leave a house as a slab. We're constantly building up. Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to build up in the principles of God's word? Does your life have character? Does your life have character? And are you investing in the eternal and building God's kingdom? You see, a house is a big investment. You don't just flippantly buy a house. A house is a big investment. Are you investing in your soul, in the souls of others, and the kingdom? Are you in the construction business? My favorite quote of all times is this, one life to live which will soon be passed. Only what is done for Christ will last. That's it. Like, we can graduate, y'all can have, like, summa cum laude, whatever. Y'all can be, like, the smartest people here, valvatorians, which is awesome, do it. Like, everything I'm about to say is not wrong. But you can have the greatest education, you can make, get the best job in the world, you can find a spouse and y'all have kids and you go on vacation every single month, you can have the biggest house and five million cars, like, you can have every single thing you could ever want in your life. But if it's not built on Jesus, what in the world did you do? And at the end of it all, what do you have? One life to live, which will soon be passed. Only what is done for Christ will last. Jackie, if you could come back to the guitar. And I want to switch from building real quick to marathon runners. And again, I wish I had some fun story about that time I ran a marathon. But I do not run. She runs. <laughs> she runs. Ever since I've known her, she's running races all over the place. And I'm like, I think runners are so cool. Like, I really do. I don't run at all. But think with me about a marathon runner. I don't run marathons, but I have seen them finish a race. You have never seen, I don't care how athletic they are, you have never seen a marathon runner cross the finish line and look like they just woke up. And they're like, like, you've never seen that. You've never seen them yawn or just kind of like rub their eyes and like, whoa. Every, every single marathon runner who has ever crossed the finish line crosses the line and they are sweating. They are exhausted. They are panting. They're trying to catch their breath. They might even fall down to their knees just trying to to regain composure because of what they just did. 26.2, I had to visualize it on the back of the car, the little oval thing. 26.2 miles. 
Every single one of them is exhausted. And I was thinking about one day, because one life to live, which will soon be passed, only what is done for Christ will last, one day I'm going to get to heaven. When I get into heaven, am I going to come into heaven and just yawn and, oh, that was good? Or am I going to get into heaven and I am absolutely exhausted? Like I am sweating, I am panting, I can't catch my breath, because guess what, I've got an eternity to catch my breath. That's cool. I can't catch my breath. I even may fall down on my knees between the pearly gates because I'm like, I finally made it. Because here's what I was doing. I was building. I was building and I was investing and I was witnessing and I was shining bright and I was inviting my friends to Chi Alpha and I was having discipleship programs and groups and I was, I was, I was doing every single thing I could for Jesus. Now, y'all, I fall short of that all the time. That's not what my everyday life may look like, but that's my desire. Like, I want to get to heaven, and I want to be exhausted because I gave Jesus everything. Because guess what? Jesus gave everything to me. Like, he gave all of it to me. And so my question tonight is, are you building? Like, what are you doing with God, what God has put in your hand? How are you building up your life? Now, again, it's not, we're not saying, let's just work hard to make God happy with me. It's not what I'm saying. But because I love God so much, but because he has literally saved my soul from the pit of hell, I want to do whatever I can to glorify Jesus Christ. That's what it's about. We're not trying to get gold stars and get a pat on the back. Good job for doing good things. No, that's... If that's what it's about, don't do it. It's all about glorifying God, advancing the kingdom. It's about our friends. It's about our, our family members. It's about the people that sit next to you in class who are literally on their way to hell right now. But we have the answer. And we can invest in the kingdom of God. And we can do it all for the glory of his name. I have two groups of people that I want to talk to tonight. First of all, you may have heard me talking about this and you heard me say there's two places you can build your house on the rock which is Jesus or on the sand which is literally anything else and you're going you know what I think I have been building my life and just building big elaborate sandcastles I want to ask you tonight if you will put that plastic shovel down and that plastic pail and you will say tonight's the night that I'm going to ask Jesus Christ to lay a foundation, to lay that firm foundation in my life so now I can begin the process, the journey of building up. And I promise you, your life will stand firm. I promise you. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Seek first the kingdom of God and your life will stand firm. So if you're here and, you're, and you're, you may have thought about it before, you may have been coming to Kyle for, for a while and you just have not yet asked the Lord to literally save you. What are you waiting for? Greatest thing I've ever done. Greatest thing I've ever done. Tonight can be the night that you get that foundation poured and then we get excited. And do you know that the Bible says when one sinner repents, all of heaven is rejoicing. Like all the angels are up there freaking out. And so I was thinking about this, and I was like, it's, 
I mean, the enemy loves to make people think like, but they're going to be embarrassed. They don't want to, they don't want to do something. Y'all, when all of heaven is rejoicing, why are we caring what anybody in this room is thinking? When we are giving our life to Jesus and we, our eternity is written in the Lamb's book of life, why do we even care? So if that's you, I want to encourage you, let tonight be the night. Let tonight be the night that you stop building in sandcastles and you start picking up that chisel. You start building your life in stone for the glory of God. And the second group of people, you love Jesus. You love him. You're saved. But you want to go deeper. And you know what? That's me. I want to go deeper with the Lord. I want to do bigger things for him. I want to be used more. I want him to call me to do something and I obey him. I want him to call me to give something and I obey him. I want to build and build and build and build and I want to be absolutely exhausted. I want to go deeper with the Lord. I want to be closer to him. I want to do mighty things for him. Again, it's not for a gold star. It's not for a pat on my back. It's not so I can check off the list and I can feel good about myself. It's to give God all the glory for all that he has given to me. So if anything that I have said is you, I want you to stand up and I want you to come down here. And we're going to pray. And the leaders here at Chi Alpha are down here. If you want to give your life to the Lord, come talk to a leader. Don't do it quietly. Tell somebody. Tell somebody. And I guess Jackie has, can we sing a song in worship? But I just want us to seek God's face. I want us to say, Lord, here I am. I want to go deeper. I want more of you. I want to build my life on you. I want to build my life up in granite. And I promise you guys, I promise you, it will always, always, always be worth it. And don't let this opportunity pass for you to give your life to Jesus. Jesus, we praise you. Y'all just call out to him. Jesus, we praise you. God, I praise you that you are the great builder. You are the premier builder, Lord God. I thank you that you, that you came to this earth to die on the cross for us. Lord, I thank you that you came to die and you took my sin and my shame and my fear and my guilt, Lord God, and you nailed it to the cross and it is gone and I am free and I praise you for that, Lord. God, I pray for Chi Alpha. I pray for every single person who is down at these altars, Lord God. God, I pray that they will go deeper with you, God. God, I pray that they will seek your face, Lord. God, I pray that they are going to go out and literally change this campus for the glory of God. Lord, when you are in the business, Lord, you can do anything. Jesus, you came and you had 12 disciples and you changed the world. So God, I pray for each and every one of these people here at the altar. God, I pray for those who want to accept you as Savior, Lord. I thank you that you are good and that anyone can come and repent and be forgiven of their sins. Lord, I pray for the women, that they will be women of God, that they will be examples on this campus. Lord, I pray as they continue on, Lord God, that one day when they get married and they have kids, that they will be women who lead their families. And for these men, Father God, I am so proud of every single one of them here, that they will rise up and be men of God, men of God who lead, men of God who lead their families one day, men of God who lead their communities, who lead the city of Memphis to the foot of the cross, Father. God, build us up. Build us up, Father God, so that we can glorify you and we can advance the kingdom of God. 
Jesus, I pray that all the sandcastles will be knocked over tonight in the name of Jesus. And we will start building our life in stone, building our life on the principles that you have in your word that you put there for our benefit, for our success, and for your glory. God, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Everybody, just keep praying at the altar. Just keep seeking God's face. Just keep seeking him. Just literally say, God, I'm all in. I'm all in, whatever you want to do. I don't know what you want to do with me, but I'm all in. Let's sing this song together.